Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Today, our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, will talk with Dr. Nathaniel Jensen about his groundbreaking discoveries in genetics and how those discoveries point to the biblical account of creation. Meeting the mission, that's our special effort to match the $1 million gift SWRC has been blessed with. When you give to Southwest Radio Ministries, your gift will be matched. $25 becomes $50. $50 becomes 100 You will double your impact and ensure that Watchmen on the Wall will be able to bring clarity to the chaos for many years to come. Would you consider giving $90 in recognition of our 90th anniversary? Like all gifts given at this time, your support will be doubled, and it will go toward meeting the match. 1-800-652-1144 is the number to call and show your support. You can also be part of the match by giving on our website, supportswrc.com. That's supportswrc.com. Thank you for your support of Watchmen on the Wall and Southwest Radio Ministries. Recent genetic discoveries are uncovering surprising links between us and the peoples of old, links that rewrite race, ethnicity, and human history. Here's Pastor Larry with today's guest. It is my privilege to be at the mic, especially in view of our guest. His name is Dr. Nathaniel Jensen. He holds a Ph.D. in cell and developmental biology from Harvard University. Dr. Jensen is a research biologist, author, and speaker with answers in Genesis. He has a new book. It's titled Traced. And in this fascinating book, Dr. Jensen shows that genetically, we can all trace our ancestry back to the family on Noah's Ark. My, that is so impressive. Thank you so much, Dr. Jensen. It's a great honor to have you on our show. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Pastor Larry. The education of your children, of course, of, of our children, of everyone's child, should be one of the major concerns of parents today. And it's becoming increasingly clear that the public schools cannot provide a sound education. So, Many parents are sending their kids to Christian schools, and some are doing homeschooling, and you have a homeschooling background. That's, that's amazing. Obviously, in, in your case, you've done very well. You have such academic credentials. So tell those in our listening audience who might be concerned about homeschooling and wonder if their students, can, their children can, can go to some really good colleges if they have a homeschool background. Yes, yeah, so I was born 1980 in at that time, the early 80s, late 80s, when my parents were thinking about schooling for me in Wisconsin, which is where I grew up, that was the early stages of the homeschool movement, I'd say. Uh-huh. And they were in at the ground floor. So lots of activity, lots of excitement, but also concerns at the time as to what would colleges, high schools, these sorts of things, right. how would they view the legitimacy of a homeschool diploma, that sort of thing. So I was homeschooled through eighth grade, very strong upbringing, Christian upbringing, went to a small Christian high school. There were three options in the area. Only one of them was explicitly holding to a young earth creation position, and that's the one that my parents picked. Again, we didn't go all through the high school because there was still that 
question mark because it was early homeschooling days as to how this would be viewed academically. I feel like now there's no question about it. Homeschoolers have gone above and beyond, have, have done very well academically, scored very well, done national competitions, where none of that seems to be a problem. In fact, it might even be a, a plus mark in your favor to mm. say you've been homeschooled because that has, has such a good track record. Right. And, of course, you can pick your curriculum. My wife was just at a homeschool convention looking at curriculum for our kids, ages 10 and under, and we're going to probably have all four of them given their ages in homeschool. The youngest was, wasn't even in school yet this past year, but will be probably this coming year. And I, I highly recommend it to, to all mm. parents. Yeah. The, the one knock that you often hear is with regards to sociability or how well they have social skills. Yeah. And sometimes you have a little quirkiness. Okay, then you know that person is homeschooled, but I feel like I've been socially well-adjusted, <laughs> have friends, can engage people. On the flip side, perhaps what I can say in, in homeschooling's favor is I feel like many homeschooling kids learn at a young age to speak to adults well, to speak mm. respectfully to adults, to have a conversation with an adult, perhaps a little bit precocious, but compared to the alternatives, I feel like that's far superior. If that's the worst thing right. someone can say about homeschooling, I feel like that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that's very encouraging. I'm a pastor, and I know a lot of parents have wondered about homeschooling, but you certainly are a wonderful example, and your testimony, I think, is very, very helpful. But let's get to your book, Traced Human DNA's Big Surprise. Now, I think a very basic question that I want to start with is this. Does your research disprove the Bible, or does it show us that the Bible is amazingly accurate and lines up perfectly with science? This research strongly confirms what I'll call the biblical anthropology of mankind, starting with two people, Adam and Eve, mm. growing in size, being constricted to eight people at the time of the flood, with everyone else dying in the flood, except for Noah, his wife, his sons, and their wives, restarting after the flood, growing in size, according to the family tree listed in Genesis 10, and then God confusing the languages, forming the first ethno-linguistic groups by divine intervention at that point in history, and then the rest of history playing out with a special focus on Israel. In the Old Testament, of course, Jesus' ministry in the New Testament, ministry of the apostles. So much of that is now confirmed in what we've been able to look at, the family tree of humanity based on the male inherited DNA, the Y chromosome. So, so many of those points from biblical history we are seeing played out, and, and perhaps the most exciting thing is we can see a mirror image of the Genesis 10 family tree, which is mm. males, wow. a bunch of men, sons and, and grandsons and great-grandsons of Noah and his sons, we can see the mirror image of that at the base of the family tree of all humanity, based on DNA from men around the globe. So that's, that was a spectacular, perhaps even a little surprising, result of the research we've done, which I, I describe in detail in this book, Traced. Well, it would seem from, from your research that your book opens up a new level of credibility for creation science and for creation scientists. Would you agree with that? It seems to me that this is earth-shaking, groundbreaking, and every, all of those good things, but is that an overstatement, or do you think it's really, really, really significant from the standpoint of learning, academia, the challenges against the Bible, all the critics we have, you know, Christians are bad people and so forth. So tell us, how does it all fit? I think your book is amazing, but just tell us from your own position, because sometimes the author is as harsh as critic. I'd say all those are accurate, and not because I want to toot my own horn, but <laughs> looking at what the evolutionists have said about creation science for years, by that standard, I think 
those sorts of, of plaudits aren't order, and this is what I mean specifically. If you look back over 40 years of what evolutionists have said about creationists, you look at the legal decisions that have been handed down, you look at the, the published statements that they've made, you look at the books they've published, what has been their main criticism, or how have they stereotyped, in a sense, creation science, and marginalized it from the public national discussion? Mm-hmm. They've accused creationists, creation scientists, of being fundamentalist, religionists, of, of masquerading religious dogma under the language of science, mm-hmm. when in fact it's, it's, it's simply stuff you do in church and doesn't belong in the science classroom. Wow. That's how they put it in popular terms, in technical terms, what they've demanded. If you ask them, okay, why can't we teach creation science, let's say, in the public school classroom, in the, in the science class? They'll say you can't do it because, and the technical term they use is creation science doesn't make testable predictions. Mm. In other words, they'd say religion is all about dogmatic statements. God said it, I believe it, that settles it, which is, I agree with that. But they say that, oh, that's, that's anti-science. There's, it, it, it doesn't expand our view of the world. There's nothing we can go out and explore further. So what I've done in this book and what I've done in previous books actually to to back up a bit so one of my first books was replacing Darwin and I put predictions that we can test in the field in the lab in print and what this new book represents is fulfillment of some of those Mm. predictions and many more so to take those technical terms put them in understandable terms what we're showing with this research is that we've met the highest standards of science demanded of creationists on the part of evolutionists we've exceeded it we're doing even better than evolution has Mm. so on a purely apologetic front, this is earth-shattering, mm. groundbreaking. It answers the, <laughs> the standards of Supreme Court decisions mm. as to why we shouldn't teach creation science. So it raises that whole discussion. And then beyond that, because it's doing science, it's simply the best way to understand the history of our planet going forward. So mm. creation scientists aren't taking the lead. It's a dramatic role reversal where it's not just creation scientists playing defense. Now we're on offense taking these arguments to the evolutionists and saying, okay, what answer do you have? You have to defend your position, not just us defending ours. We're visiting with Dr. Nathaniel Jensen, research biologist at Answers in Genesis. He is the author of Traced, Human DNA's Big Surprise. Concerning this book, Ken Ham writes, quote, Dr. Jensen has found the Rosetta Stone of human history. We would love to send you your own copy of the book, Traced, Human DNA's Big Surprise. Please call our watch line, 1-800-652-1144, and ask for the book, Traced, by Nathaniel Jensen. That's 1-800-652-1144. I think everything that you are saying I agree with, and I think we see more and more how even though the times get darker and darker, that God is raising up a great army, like yourself, of scientists, scholars, thinkers. It's so encouraging to know that God is working, and uh, I know so many Christians say, well, I'm concerned about my kids, I'm concerned about about the future. Uh, But like we've been saying for 90 years at Southwest Radio Church, God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. There is hope, and there is a lot of hope for our kids, for education, and for the future. So, Dr. Jensen, what is human DNA's big surprise? There's many surprises. Perhaps the biggest one, though, that we've, that we've alluded to is this confirmation of Genesis 10, that genealogy mm-hmm. in the family tree of all humanity. So, you, in other words, we can make this statement. It's an accurate statement. Everywhere you go around the globe, every people group confirms the history that we see in Genesis. And to, to draw that out further... 
what makes this exciting from, let's say, a, a mission standpoint, and I think is exciting for people doing missions work around the globe, we now have the means to connect every single people group back to specific ancestors in Genesis 10. We could do that in a general sense already, simply because we have the scriptures, where Genesis 8, 9, 10, 11, all these say we all come from Noah, his wife, his sons, and their wives. Those families, all of us are related in that sense. But now we can go specifically and say, okay, this people group in New Guinea, this people group in Southeast Asia, this people group in Sri Lanka, we can get your DNA, and we can say this specific ancestor is where your paternal line comes from. You come from Ham, or you come from Shem, or you come from Shem's great-grandson. These sorts of things we now have the tools to be able to do, which I think is exciting. I was speaking to a Bible translator, and, and he got excited saying, these were his words, he's Caucasian, European descent like I am, and worked among uh, Melanesians, I think, in New Guinea, and he was saying, this is a great tool to be able to communicate to, right. to some of these far-flung tribes, this isn't just a white man's book. Your story starts right here in Genesis 10, in Genesis 11. This is your book as well, which of course contains the history of humanity, the need for a savior, the gospel. So there's so many applications to all this, so many surprises that have come from it. It's research that's ongoing, but has so many, I think, benefits for the church as a whole around the globe. Right. Yeah, it, it really does. This is tremendous. In addition to working here at Southwest, I pastor a multi or bilingual church, Mandarin and English. So many of the Chinese are real students. And I mean, they're, they're scholars. They, they want, you know, they search for answers. We had Danny Faulkner, Dr. Danny Faulkner, the astronomer, come to our church and speak. And he was so credible, so wonderful. And I think this is so encouraging to so many people who want to know the truth, that the Word of God can be trusted. It is indeed God's Word. Well, there's a big debate today. In fact, it has become a headline item, and, and that is why all the confusion about gender. So let me ask you, the Bible says God made them male and female. Can that be scientifically demonstrated, or is gender a personal decision? It seemed up till about five minutes ago, everyone <laughs> in the scientific community accepted that straightforward scientific fact. I've mentioned that this research that I'm doing is based on male inherited DNA, and I can use those terms freely, easily, and communicate core concepts because it's very straightforward. Males are XY in terms mm. of their DNA, their, their sex chromosomes, females are XX. That's cut and dry. Are there rare exceptions where you have weird things that happen? Sure. But we live in a fallen world. We don't live in the perfect world that God right. created back in Genesis 1. Sin has corrupted this. God has cursed the creation. And so weird genetic things occasionally happen, but these are the exceptions that prove the rule. Yes. There isn't something that, gender isn't something you wake up and feel like day to day. It really is absurd and insane in the sense to, to have people, professional people, talking along these lines as if this is something you can change. You can't go in and change your DNA. I'm sorry. Right. I mean, someday might we have tools to do this? The world is getting bizarre, so who knows? But mm. it's very straightforward at a genetic level, at a physiological level, at an anatomical level, everyone understands this. Basic reproduction is impossible without it. So really what comes to my mind, observing where the culture is at. Hmm. Why are we even having this discussion? Again, you'd, you'd think 10 years ago, this is insane. Why would we, we even be talking about this? Well, <laughs> Romans 1, you reject, and, and this ties right back to Genesis, Romans 1 says the progression of mankind's, unbelieving man's depravity is, goes, starts with, rejecting the knowledge of God, seeing in creation, refusing right. to glorify him as God, and to give him thanks. And so God turns people over. 
into a darkened mind, and, and I feel like that's, that's the only explanation we have for why mm. people say such literally insane things. How, mm. how can people with degrees talk this way? Well, there's mm. this cultural pressure, it's, and in a sense, I'd say ultimately it's the judgment of God on sinful man who has rejected his clear revelation, refused to acknowledge him as creator, right. to worship him as God, to give him thanks, and he turns people over to thoughts like this that make no sense whatsoever, mm. that do not line up with what we see, and 50 years from now, people are going to look back, look back and say, what in the world are these people mm. thinking? It's sad, but this is what happens, and it's, it's a stern reminder of God will not be mocked. He is holy. He has created the world to operate in a certain way, and when you refuse to acknowledge that, there are consequences for it, and in a sense, I guess you could say it's also his mercy, because it's miserable to live in a state of mind where you just reject reality. At some point, you have to think people are going to wake up and say, what was I thinking? And hopefully then repent. Yes, yes, so well put. And, and it's tragic how the double mastectomies for 12-year-old girls and et cetera, et cetera, it's just brutal. It's, it, that's child abuse. And my, I, we've come so far, and yet, like I say, people like yourself and others, certainly working at Answers in Genesis and elsewhere, having tremendous uh, scientific and academic credibility and having jumped through all the hoops, getting the PhDs and so forth, uh, you are doing the Lord's work in a very, very wonderful way. And I'm so, so happy for you and happy for the Christian community, because this is a bright light for all of us. Now, Ken Ham has given a wonderful endorsement to your book. He says it is the Rosetta Stone of human history. As I understand it, uh, the Rosetta Stone was the key to understanding ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics. It opened the door to some secrets or some things we didn't understand that were hidden before. So how is uh, your book a kind of Rosetta Stone? I'd say the main question that was a mystery that's been hidden from our knowledge for a long time prior to this book and to DNA was the question of the origin of peoples. So when I took history in school, going back to high school, it was probably my last history class, world history, U.S. history, these sorts of things. The material that we were taught largely focused on politics, which kingdom, which king, which, which lands do they rule, on cultures, what were their practices. I went to a Christian high school, so there you know, plenty of talk about the religious side of things, Reformation, and, and so on. But what was missing from all of that, and this is not a criticism, it's just no one had the tools to answer this, I can look back and say, was the question of the origin of peoples. So if we talk about the Roman Empire, and Rome is founded, it's thought, in the 700s B.C., and then it becomes an empire and, and conquers all over the Mediterranean and up into Great Britain, and, and is finally overthrown for a variety of factors in the 400s A.D., well, then what? What happens to the Roman people? Can the modern Italians legitimately claim these empire builders as their forefathers? Is, is that accurate? Or maybe to make it personal, can Italian-Americans claim the ancient Romans as their ancestors as well? That's one side of the story. You can go back and say, okay, 700 B.C., Rome is founded. That's rough calculation here, out loud. If we put the flood about 2,500 B.C., of 1,000 years is 1,500, and then 500, that's almost 2,000 years after the flood. What were the ancestors to the Romans doing for 2,000 years? Who did they come from? These are all questions that remain mysteries for me for a long time, and this book finally gives us the tools to be able to unravel these. And to make a long story short, one of the crazy things that emerges from this is that one people group becomes another. So 
it's not just Italian-Americans, but so many Europeans who can claim ancestry from the ancient Romans. Mm. And, and that's just one of many stories that this book tries to unravel. Fantastic. Well, Dr. Jeanson, thank you for being on our show. We're looking forward to having you on our next show. So, friends, be sure to tune in again, same time, same station. Pastor Larry here hoping you have a great and blessed day. And look, tell a friend about these programs and about the excellent book, Trace. It is unbelievable. It just does so much to advance Bible truth, to remind people there is a God in heaven. The Bible talks about him. The Bible can be trusted. It is inerrant. It is the Word of God. We have more exciting information from Dr. Nathaniel Jensen on our next program. Traced, Human DNA's Big Surprise, is the brand new book by today's guest. It's groundbreaking scientific research that provides revolutionary discoveries about race, ethnicity, and even human history. And it's only possible because the researcher, Harvard-trained Dr. Nathaniel Jensen starts with the history and the timeline that God has given us in His Word. The Rosetta Stone of human history has been discovered, and it confirms the history starting in God's Word and makes stunning discoveries about who we are, where we came from, and what happened to our ancestors. Traced, Human DNA's Big Surprise is available today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Now, let's hear from Larry Stamm, author of the book Jewish Roots of Christianity, with today's Messianic Minute. Shalom, friends. Larry Stamm here with the Messianic Minute, Biblical Connections Through a Jewish Lens. Perhaps the most frequently used word in Christendom is blessed. The word blessed derives from the Greek word makarios, which means fortunate, happy, enlarged, or lengthy. It may also be translated favored. From the very beginning, God has blessed mankind. The scripture states in Genesis 5-2, He created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day they were created. Yet, most importantly as Christians, we are blessed by our salvation through faith in Christ. As Ephesians 1-3 proclaims, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Yes, we are blessed. For more connections, visit our website at larrystam.org or See our Larry Stan Ministries Facebook page. I want to encourage all of our new listeners to request your free new listener pack. The new listener pack includes the latest issue of our Prophetic Observer newsletter and a free gift. Request your free new listener pack when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. I am so excited to tell you about our next Clarity to the Chaos in-person conference. It's going to take place this weekend. In fact, it starts tomorrow, Friday and Saturday, at Sunrise Christian Academy in Bel Air, Kansas, which is near Wichita. We've got an awesome lineup of speakers. I want to tell you about this. Listen to this. Dr. Rob Lindstedt 
He, of course, is an author and teacher and part of Bible Truth in Prophecy Ministries. He is going to be there presenting two different presentations, one on Israel and the Temple Mount, who owns it and who cares, and then Dr. Linstead will also make the presentation entitled Chaos, Chat, GPT, AI, and the Platform for the Antichrist. Our next speaker that you do not want to miss is Greg Patton. You hear him on Living in Today's World segment here on this program. He is an author, a pastor, and a conference speaker. He is going to be speaking at the conference in Kansas on the topic, America, is it over? And then on Saturday, he'll present Real World of the Spirits, dealing with spiritual warfare in Christians' lives. Our next speaker at the Bel Air, Kansas conference that is this Friday and Saturday is our very own Micah Van Hus. Micah, of course, is executive producer of our Marginal Mystery series, books, DVDs, and online social media as well. He has a brand new book out called The Earth As It Was, and he'll be talking about that and the discoveries and information that he's uncovered dealing with the antediluvian world before the flood, dinosaurs, giants, things like that. He'll also be speaking on secret societies. Another speaker at our upcoming conference that I want to tell you about is our staff evangelist, Josh Davis. You hear him here on this program. He's also written a number of articles for our Prophecy in the News magazine, and he's going to be speaking on Fake Jesus, which is also the title of his brand new book. And then on Saturday, he'll be sharing with us a one-world update that you will not want to miss. Our next speaker Michael Hoggard. You've heard him many times on this program. He is affectionately called the UFO Pastor, and he is going to be presenting his latest presentation, and he will be talking about Vatican secrets, and he'll be talking about those on Friday. And then on Saturday, Michael Hoggard will be discussing unidentified aerial phenomena, facts and fiction. So you'll definitely want to be part of that presentation. And then we have our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino. He is going to be at the conference talking about Calvinism on trial. And that's a two-parter, both for Friday and Saturday. And our final presenter is Dr. Lonnie Shipman. He's a Bible scholar, an author, an evangelist, and a world-renowned concert pianist. Now, on Friday, Dr. Shipman is going to be giving the presentation entitled Heaven's Orchestra, and that has to do with the cosmos and stars and discoveries that have been made about how those stars, well, how they sing. And then on Saturday, Dr. Shipman will have a special praise concert with the piano. So we know that'll be a really exciting time as well. Now, there is no charge for this conference, but space is limited. And since the space is limited, we're asking you to register, even though it's free, okay? All you have to do is call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can register at our website. Just go to swrc.com, click on events, and then just click on the Wichita, Kansas conference. That's as easy as that. It's going to be tomorrow and Saturday at Sunrise Christian Academy in Bel Air, Kansas. We are so excited, so thankful to be able to be there. Looking forward to seeing you. 
Tomorrow, we have more details on Human DNA's Big Surprise with Dr. Nathaniel Jensen. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchmen on the Wall podcast. Watchmen on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for over 90 years by faithful listeners like you. Please visit our website, swrc.com.